Are you an investigative professional? Have you heard about the investigatorstoolbox.com? Check out this exclusive online community for networking, learning, and data resource management. The Toolbox is a one-stop shop for all your investigative needs. Check out our robust collection of forums, our comprehensive learning page, and our expansive library of OSINT research tools. We've just released an app for both iOS and Android, so you can access the site seamlessly right off your phone. We have also partnered with some amazing companies like Crosstracks, Delpoint, IRB, ScopeNow, the Hetherington Group, PI Magazine, PI Gear, Merlin Locate Services, Paravin, the PI Institute of Education, and so many more. They're offering over $1,250 worth of discounts and benefits exclusively to community members today. Use code PIP201836 and save 10% on your membership. That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Need some investigative work done in New York? Look no further than Satellite Investigations. With over 24 years of investigative experience, Matt and his team offer the best service out there. There's a reason why Satellite Investigations is known as the number one personal injury investigative firm in New York. So visit SatellitePI.com to learn more. PI Perspectives. Welcome to PI Perspectives. Today we have an awesome episode as we welcome Alex Skip Guru Price. The guru has over 35 years experience. And just for the record, he doesn't call himself the guru. People gave him that name for a good reason. The guru has over 35 years experience in doing skip tracing. He's now semi-retired and offers instruction on how to succeed in this space. He's also an education consultant for Locate Smarter, a new database option for skip tracing. So let's join the guru from Guru Manor and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Well, today we've got a guru in the house. We've got Alex Price. Alex and I connected online, Facebook actually. I'd always heard the name Alex Price and I've seen things all over the place, but I've never actually talked to Alex till I got an invite to join his Facebook group and uh, we connected to, uh, from there. So Alex, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you doing? I'm doing outstanding. Thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure. Okay, Skip Guru. How did you get the Guru moniker? Well, so everybody out there does not think I'm an egomaniac. I did not give that nickname to myself. Right. <laughs> um, I've been public speaking for many, many years, trade shows, on-site at clients' locations, uh, etc., and there was a trade show that was that was very popular back several years ago that a company by the name of AutoStar, which was a basically a CRM for the um, automobile buy here, pay here world. So they held a big users conference okay. every year at the Worthington in Fort Worth. They had asked me to speak at it. And the gentleman who basically ran Auto Star. His name was Antonio Rajan, and Antonio was from England. And when he got up to introduce me, he said, you know, I'm very excited about today. Skip tracing is a big topic, blah, blah, blah. And today we have the Skip Guru. And it stuck. Right. And I, I have people, my name is Alex Price, but I have people that email and on the phone, call me Skip all the time. <laughs> it, it, it really stuck. It actually became part of who I am. And right. 
several years after that, I, I, I love to write. I, I've written three books and I used to write for a lot of different publications. And I just, I, I read a book by Michael Hyatt called Platform, which changed how I do everything to this day. Right. So I started my own blogs and I was trying to come up with a name for it. Okay. And my, my wife, as I had come up with all these different names, my wife kind of looked up at me and say, she, she said, you should use what that guy called you at that trade show a couple of years ago. I said, skip guru. She said, that's it. She said, there you use go. It. and it's now become uh, a brand and a nickname. So yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I love in the Facebook how you have it uh, as the tribe, right? You you address every the members as the tribe because, you know, we we are a, a bunch that comes from all different walks. You know, there are different aspects to to why you would want to do skip tracing, and uh, all all walks of life. And it's uh, your group is is over two thousand members. I think you twenty four hundred, if I'm correct, right? Right at twenty five hundred. Oh, yeah, wow. twenty five now. Wow. Okay, that's great. I got I got the the name Skip Guru's tribe. Uh, I stole Tribe from a a book by Seth Godin called Tribes. Mm -hmm. And in the book, he um, basically said that if you have a thousand members of a tribe, you can always uh, make a living. And he he brought up the Grateful Dead. Right. That they never really had an album that broke top 10, you know. Touch of Grey, yeah, it was like their biggest hit. And that song is, eh, yeah, if you ask a big Deadhead fan what they think about Touch of Grey and they get very angry at you. <laughs> but their their fan base yeah. was so fanatical yeah. that people would quit jobs and take an entire no, I, I know. So the, the guy who I graduated high school with, who was valedictorian, basically took a year off to follow the dead. It was something that was very popular in the early 90s, like my age group. You know, hey, go follow the dead. Go do it. I'm not a huge Grateful Dead fan. Never really was. Like I, I respect the the music, like some of the songs. The songwriting's amazing. I think the stuff that John Mayer did post Jerry uh, Garcia was pretty amazing. Them too. But I, I think that's a different podcast show for a different day. <laughs> that's where I got to tribe. Yeah. It's ironic that it's, yeah. it's a private group. You know, invitation only. Yeah. Yeah. But during the all the COVID stuff. Facebook just got so harsh, yeah. worse than I've ever seen it. And I got tired of it. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, I see all these groups. I'm going to create my own group. We just talk about skip tracing, no yep. memes, no political talk, no nothing. Yep. Um, anti-bullying, the whole nine yards, no arguing, content driven only. That's great. And I actually expected maybe 50 people to be in there. Yeah. And it, it really bloomed and it's, it's been, it's been very fun. To and do. I, I gotta be honest, man, it is really no BS in that group. Like there really isn't any of that stuff. I think folks really respect one another and uh, I appreciate it. I got to give a shout out to Michelle Harris in Pennsylvania. She actually, uh, she gave me the invite. So shout out to, to Michelle at Harris investigations. Yeah, Michelle's uh, a good lady. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like her quite a bit. Oh, we go way back. <laughs> Michelle. And I, yeah. yeah she, she's the DMV queen for me. <laughs> Any out of state. You know, it's like she knows exactly what you need, you know, and it's it's easy to get that info from my clients, you know, to make it go as smoothly as possible. She's, um, she's good people. And, and, and Skip Tracers uh, can be a very weird lot. That's what I said, man. <laughs> it was all different types from different different areas. 
and she's she's pretty normal which is pretty cool yeah yeah that's yeah, all good what is your background like how long have you actually been doing skip tracing um and, and what led you to to feel the need to to get into this um arena over 35 years mm-hmm. and it's all i've ever done uh just skip tracing most people today they do skip tracing as a function that's part of their job but they don't do just it and it alone right and for me it's everything it's it's my it's what I do, it's what I study, it's what I read, you know, it's, it's all encompassing. It's like a, a second wife. Yeah. And don't tell your wife, huh? <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, back in the mid eighties, I had just gotten out of the army and I was, um, I, I've been in martial arts my whole life, but in the army, I got involved in powerlifting pretty deep. And when I got back from the army, there wasn't many jobs for what I was trained for. Mm-hmm. So I was bouncing and and training and that was it. And I met a young lady who I thought was special, which I was right because uh, this May will be married 37 years. Oh, congrats. My dad, who was an automobile dealer, said, you know, if you're going to be serious about this girl, you need to get civilized. And he got me a job at the, the local bank. Uh, Barnett Bank was the largest bank in Florida back then. Yep. So I was a field rep, and they don't have them anymore for liability purposes. But my job basically basically consisted on knocking on doors and asking people for their payment or their keys. <laughs> and I was offered, yeah. after that. I was offered a very little known. I was offered a position with a very little known company in the U S at the time. And again, dad's advice said I should take the job because the company was going to go place and had a bunch of money behind it. Right. That company was called Toyota. Mm. Uh, Never heard of them. (laughs) Yeah. I was one of the first 50, 75 people Jim Moran ever hired for what was Southeast Toyota world Omni. And now it's back being called Southeast Toyota again. Mm Mm-hmm. I ran their skip charge off division in special collections for about a decade and left. And but by the grace of God, you got time to hear this part. It's it's up to you, man. You, you, I, you asked your background, you, uh, you go for by it. The grace, by the grace of God, I was, uh, started my own company and a couple of months before I started my own company, I was asked, by a dear friend of mine named uh, Rusty Ansel in California to speak at the Time Finance Adjusters uh, annual trade show. And, and they're na- they were a national association. They've since merged with another one. Right. And I asked him, I said, well, he said, Harvey Altez wants you to speak. And I said, okay, well, what's Time Finance Adjusters and who's Harvey Altez? And he explained to me and he said, it's in Orlando come on up, we'll book the room. I was like, cool, trip to Orlando. Right. And after I spoke, I got a phone call in the room to come downstairs and there's four men that I consider the four horsemen of the auto recovery space. And that's Harvey Altez, Rusty Ansel, a gentleman named Millard Land and Ron Brown. And we were sitting at the Embassy Suites Hotel around a hot tub and we were talking and Harvey said, kid, 
uh, to the day he passed, I, you know, he called me kid, you know, 58, almost 59 years old. And he called me kid a couple of weeks before he passed. But he said, you're too sharp to work for somebody else. You should start your own company. Right. I said, well, that's the dream. But my wife has diabetes and you can't find insurance unless you're with a big company because I can help you with that. I'll make you the first give tracer ever in the ever in our uh, directory. And then Millard stepped up and offered something. Ron did. Rusty did. And I went up to the room, talked to Paige and my wife. And that next Monday, I quit and started Renegade Research. That's awesome. And those those four guys, one of them called me at the end of each day to see how the day went. How many accounts did you get in? How many customers did you solicit? How much money came in today? What did you do with it? And for... 35 plus years now, with the exception of Harvey, who unfortunately passed away, those three guys became my mentors in business and life. Yeah. You know, sometimes it takes a little somebody just to push you a little bit. For me, it was my spouse, right? So, you know, the situation I was in, I was working for an attorney and she's like, you know, you can't work for this guy forever. And then who's going to hire you after he's not practicing law anymore, unless you're a lawyer. You know, uh, you, you think every law firm has an in-house investigator, like let's get real here. Uh, and you know, it was that push of like, uh, you know, I want to start a business. I just don't know where to begin. And then, you know, rich dad, poor dad, you read that, you learn how, and, uh, you read a, a business plan and, and I'm the same story by the grace of God, somebody like gave me money to start a business and it was right before a big financial crash. So the timing was perfect. Um, I mean, really so many things had to be right for it to work. Uh, and that's great. That's inspiring. You know, uh, having those people in your life that push you to, to, to do those things and believe in you and what you're doing is, uh, that's half the battle right there. You know, just getting your foot in the door and getting started on something. So, um, we're going to take a, a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to jump in to the topic today, because we really want to dive into the, the skip tracing and, and you, you've got, uh, um, your three, uh, three types of skips that we're going to cover. Uh, and I want to get into that and, and some other cool stuff. So everybody sit tight and we will be right back. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers. And it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information. I think it's one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to 
see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship, you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Are you a member of NCISS? Do you know what this great organization does? The National Council of Investigation and Security Services was formed in 1975 to keep a watchful eye on legislation that affects our industry. Now more than ever, there are data privacy and DMV issues popping up all over the country. Consider joining and supporting this much-needed watchdog for our industry. Learn more at NCISS.org. Have you heard about the NALI Conference on June 23rd through June 25th? NALI heads to San Antonio, Texas for the premier live conference event of the year. You don't want to miss this great opportunity. Visit NALI.com to learn more. And Matt will be featuring some of the speakers over the next few weeks. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Today we are talking to the Skip Guru. Not Skip. His name is Alex Price. <laughs> Alex, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much again. Yeah, please, Alex Price. Yes, I am really excited to have you here today because I, you really, you know, when you talk about thought leaders in our industry and folks that really know their space, you're definitely a resource that has been around and, and you you walk the walk and talk the talk and you, you deliver on this stuff. So let's dive right into to, uh, to talking about skipping today. And you have three, uh, three principles you wanted to talk about the types of skips. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, first, let me say I'm humbled by the the kind words, especially coming from somebody of your caliber in the investigative world. So thank you. Many, many years ago, I, I came up with a couple of principles on basically how I worked every file. And I think every skip tracer kind of has their own pattern or vibe, so forth. And I came up with mine and since I'm no longer active in the industry and I, I travel the country and teach skip tracing, it's not as secretive anymore. So I, right. I share with this new generation coming up as much as possible. And, and the, the theory was, is that every skip I ever worked, I was able to put in one of three buckets. And once I figured out what type of skip that person was, it, basically gave me a direction to take the file on what to do first and why. So I, I didn't waste uh, time or resources. Right. Because when, when you're skipping a file, it's like any investigation, the more time that you have invested in that file, the less money you're going to make. Mm -hmm. in the skip tracing world it, it's always contingent. You don't get paid unless you find this, the subject and, and you're always on a, you know, pretty much a flat fee. You get paid 500, whatever. Mm -hmm. So you want to find the guy as quick as you could. 
So the three types of skips, the, the first one is what I call an out-of-pocket skip. Before I name the, the, the first two types, I must say one of the biggest mistakes that I see in today's skip tracers is they worry so much about where's the, where, where's the subject at. Right. Is they forget probably the most important thing to ask before you start out, and that's why. The only reason why anybody skips out on any contractual obligation, depending, it doesn't matter what industry you're talking about, is they've normally hit a speed bump in life and those speed bumps are never positive. Right. As we know from the fight or flight study, everybody's going to react in a similar fashion under any particular stressor. Right. So the out-of-pocket skip was probably the most common, 30%. Of all the skips I ever worked were considered an out-of-pocket, I considered an out-of-pocket skip. And that just means that person is relocated to a, a different area for in their mind, which is key, a valid reason. Right. Better opportunity. Loss, yep. Right. They have a loss of employment, um, a divorce, a breakup, get away from a bad situation, et cetera. They, they perfectly plan on taking care of whatever their obligation is once they get settled in a new spot and get a couple of paychecks together, they're usually the person that is shocked. Somebody was even looking for them. Mm-hmm. So with the out of pocket skip, you know, some of the easiest ways to gather Intel on, on that individual, because remember skip tracing is following a breadcrumb trail. Yep. Pulling um, on a thread. Pardon me. Pulling on a thread, right? Exactly. You see a little thread, you pull on it and you keep working it. Neighbors, ex-co-workers, those people can usually give you the why mm-hmm. without a pocket skip. And then you take that why and you start adding in the magic three, which I'll cover in a second. And, and that starts allowing you to gather more breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second type of skip is, of course, um, the intentional skip, they know what they're doing. Right. They, they, they've been arrested before they've been bailed out. They've been in collections. They've been repossessed. Maybe they were repossessed with Toyota four months ago. And now because credit really doesn't matter, it, it's all risk-based. Right. You've got great credit, you get a low interest rate. You got bad credit, doesn't mean you can't get a car or a loan. It just means you're going to pay 10 times the interest rate. Exactly, so, yep. He knows the game with the intentional skip. You, you, have, you have to find the why more than anything because mm-hmm. the why probably broke or burnt down the bridges of those people in his immediate circle. And he's got a new group of people mm-hmm. and you got to find them to find him. And that's another mistake that a lot of skip tracers make. If I'm looking for you, I'm not, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to spend a lot of time digging too much in, into you. I want to find that satellite of people around you because they will lead me to you. You're, you're a skip. So you got to work smart. And today's uh, skips are far more smarter than they were 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a challenge. I mean, I'm like, as you're saying this, I'm, I'm thinking of that, uh, the HBO documentary um, on the lady who, who had the cars in California is a lady in the, um, the Dell or Duff. I, I, I can't remember the name of this. There was a car. It was like a, a, a almost like a, a, a plastic car, <laughs> car. Like it was bizarre, 
but she uh, she basically was a she was originally born a a, a man and and she transitioned into a woman. Um, so the idea of like skipping and trying to find out who this person was who was a career criminal, the Dell, I think it was called Lady in the Dell, something like that. Her journey of of the, of the transition and being a career criminal and and then creating a whole nother life, like thinking about like how do you how do you go back and trace that? And this person did have a community of people that were protecting her as well, which was really, really bizarre. Um, and I know I probably botched the name of the episode. So some are probably getting an email from somebody like, no dummy, it was this, but yeah, whatever. It's interesting though. It really is. Yeah. If you remember the name of that documentary, please email it to me. I will. I'm a avid reader and documentary junkie. Yeah, no, this was a good one. It, it's it's such a bizarre circumstance. And you want to talk about somebody on the run, you know, the whole a classic skip, you know, and then just changing their identity because of, you know, life and things that haven't happened, um, but ultimately did end up getting caught, which was uh, pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. You know, I feel like uh, lots of folks that get into this industry start out through banking or, or uh, vehicle companies or things like that, that that do this type of work. Um, you know, I, I can recall at least three or four people I've interviewed in the past the same way that they've, uh, they started out, out doing that. Rod uh, Gagnon is uh, from Colorado is one that comes to mind. And uh, Charles Eric Gordon is another one who ended up becoming an attorney actually, but he started off back in the seventies, you know, working for a bank, locating people. Um, it's just really, really fascinating, especially back then with technology, right? Um, we don't have all the bells and whistles and the things that we have today. So, um, being around in the time that you've been around, tell me a little bit about the changes that you've seen over the years and and how that's affected your business model and how you do things. Wow. Well, when I first started out way back when at the bank, uh, the bank didn't even have computers. Yeah. If you wanted to verify that somebody paid you, you had to get that customer to have the teller call you and say, Jonathan P. Consumers here making his payment. Great. How much? Cool. Because everything was on uh, paper collection assignments. And if you made a note of a new phone number or someone that could always contact the, the customer, you wrote that down and you saved that collection assignment in your drawer. If it wasn't, you know, if you didn't need it anymore, you dropped it in the, in the shred basket. Right. So, we had no computer. We had the, the old wrestlers uh, crisscross book that you needed a dolly to tote them around the room. And you actually had to get in your car and drive to the courthouse. If you wanted something, wait in line, yeah. use microfish, pay a penny a page to print stuff. If it was outside of your area, you had to make a friend. That's where networking was so important. And uh, somebody told me many years ago, and I, I still think it's true today that a skip tracer is only as good as his Rolodex and, I still believe that. I think PI is the same way. You know, yeah. uh, you, you got to have those soft skills. Anybody can can do research, but what, you know that that interaction of understanding kids' gloves and the psychology of how to talk to people—that is a skill. Either you have it or you don't have it. And I've seen plenty of great investigators that don't have that that drive to finish the race and, and get done what they need to get done because they lack the social skills to do it. it it's a big, big part of what we do. And I'm going to solve my own answer here. It's Dale, Lady in the Dale. <laughs> so, Lady yes. okay. That's a good one. Go check it out. I'll probably watch that tonight. Yeah, it's a good yeah, one. It, it's amazing you mentioned uh, communication. When I travel all over the country, and up until COVID, I was doing 
close to 200 days a year on the road teaching. Wow. And COVID kind of ended all that with a new career path, which was pretty cool because mm. at 58, 200 plus days a year was killing me. Yeah, sure. So I don't know how, you know, bands and so forth do it. You know, of course, they've got tour buses and they were traveling a lot more uh, luxury than I was, even though since I was a million mile member, you know, as I had all the perks of first class, it was, it was still getting on a plane. Yeah. So communication is such a big key. When I teach classes, one of the first thing I say is, okay, if you're in here to figure out all kinds of, uh, and learn about all kinds of new apps and widgets and digits and pidgets, you're in the wrong room. Cause my, my specialty is, uh, taking tried and true old tech, uh, true techniques, human behavior, and merging them with today's technology. Right. So we live in an era of 128 characters or less and, and people, even adults, even friends of mine, my age, they don't pick up the phone and, you know, call people anymore. They'll just text me real quick. Hey, how you doing? I hadn't talked to you in a while. I'm like, yeah. then call me. <laughs> a phone. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like people hold their iPhones and go, you mean these things actually have telephones built into them? <laughs> you exactly. Know? Yeah. So there's a big component <laughs> of my uh, teaching that that's about uh, communication and, and yeah. social engineering. And uh, I, I told you, you know, about, the, the four horsemen. And, and it's funny as you go down the path of life, you lose contact with some friends, you make new ones. Well, I've been very blessed to have the most perfect mentors at the most perfect time. Yeah. That's great. And in the, in the past two years, I, I became very good friends with, uh, uh, Chase Hughes, uh, Scott Rouse, Chris Hagnagy, the social engineer, um, Greg Hartley and uh, Mark uh, Bowman, right. and great, the great, great Robin Dreek, who was the uh, head of the. Uh, I always say BAU, and those aren't the true initials. That's Criminal Minds, but he was the head of that division. And those guys over the past two years have taken me under their wing and become mentors in body language, verbal tells. It's so important. It's yeah. just been such an amazing ride. Super, super uh, interesting technology. Uh, our techniques, not even, it's not even just technology. Like they're, they're, you know, if you study this stuff, I had John Pizzurro on um, and uh, Gabrielle Selfati, uh, both experts on the, on the psychology of understanding why people do things that they do. And it's just super fascinating. I got to wonder what it's like having, you know, putting together the skip guru and the social engineer in the same room. It, you know, I feel like it's, it's getting the gatekeeper and the key master together and, and no good could come from that. <laughs> well, Chris Hagnagy for one, just, you know, his kindness always humbles me and yeah. I work a lot with uh, the nonprofit that he founded called uh, the innocent lives foundation which uh, is a foundation that is basically a big group of social engineers that tracks and helps law enforcement uh, apprehend and uh, convict uh, child predators. Yeah. Yeah. And but his, the, the stuff that I've learned from those guys over the past couple of years that I could just instantly 
just snap of a finger apply to skip tracing just turned everything i always thought about skip tracing upside down on its head so it's been the, the lockdown was me was was for pretty pretty cool because yeah. i'm an avid reader and i probably took during 2020 maybe a hundred different classes right uh no, like, i've I, noticed that actually you're, you're constantly yeah. posting <laughs> you're like uh, mcafee's number one customer i think <laughs> yeah well um Scott Rouse and Greg Hartley have a website called uh, bodylanguagetactics.com. Mm-hmm. They've got two classes on there that are very, they're, they're, they're literally like getting a, a college diploma just with those two classes. And then Chase used his stuff. I had to keep two monitors going, taking his last class, which took me two months to do because he gets so much into the brain and parts of the brain and how they work and and so forth was I was constantly Googling the words he was using so I could follow along. Right. He's just that smart. So, yeah, so we, we went from that to, I remember the very first database I, I ever saw, which was in, invented by the, the great Hank Asher yep. down in uh, Raton called database technologies. Sure. And, Hank the programmer. <laughs> That's yeah. who he was. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a he was a genius. Yeah. Uh, his biggest genius was matching logic. Yeah. And I tell you what, what amazes me from where we are now to to where we used to be, not much has really changed. Uh, I, I do vividly remember getting my first beeper, thinking I was, <laughs> and the first cell phone I got at Costco, which. Like I now call the Gordon Gecko phone. I literally uh, thought I was Sonny Crockett from Miami Vice. There you go. I used to walk around with it up to my ear, not talking to anybody, just because I knew I looked cool. There you go. Because <laughs> back then they charged Rome, and the minute you left your property, you were paying like five bucks a minute for a yeah. phone call. Uh, yeah, I remember. But if you think about it, all the data that was available to us back then at the courthouse and, and other avenues is what's available to us now. What What's changed is we live in the information age, but better than that, we can have it now. Yeah, it's called Python. Yeah. <laughs> you know what a Python script is? You're able to get things so much easier. Um, yeah, you, you can you can yeah. click on a mouse and, and gather information on somebody in yeah. three seconds that used to take us two months together. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's amazing the data sets that are out there. And what I appreciate about the data companies, uh, you know, folks like... Um, I don't know, Scope Now, um, IDI, you name it, Del, uh, IRB, Dell Point. These, these people are always in front of this stuff. They're, they're looking for creative ways to get new data sets. And how can I implement that into, you know, what we're, you know, what we're giving our, our clients? Um, so it's, it, you know, people say sometimes like, oh, they're all the same. That is so far from the truth because they source their data. They get their data sets are coming from different places. Um, and you really need to use multiple sites. Um, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday, the PI Magazine podcast with Neil Cadell from IDI, you know, talking about that and, you know, talking about how you got to use, they say two, I say three. I think you need to use at least three search engines uh, and OSINT on top of that. What What's your take on, on, uh, on that? I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good. You're the guru. Set me straight. Data is data. Okay. And if you take IRB, Dell Point, 
accurate for the most part and you poured them into a glass, you'd be pouring Coke, Coke, and Coke. Okay. And I'm just talking about the data. No, no, this is good. This is good. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Get it up. And the, the reason why is there's, there's only three places to get credit header data from. Mm-hmm. There's only two places to get DMV data from. There's only a couple places to get property data from. So the data in itself is basically the same across the board. What is key, and and when I, I, I usually laugh when I hear people say this one's better than that one because what they're really saying is they – they like their website better, the fonts better, the layout. Right, right. The dashboard is is easier to navigate around. There, that is definitely an aspect to it. I agree with on they that. They can digest yeah. the data quicker. Yep. So, to me, the, the the key thing about any data set is the the matching logic and how loose or how strict it is or fuzzy it is. Sure. And, a great example of that, whenever I look at a database, one of the first things I do is I check my relatives. Um, and I won't mention anything, but the last trade show I was at, there was a particular data vendor and I never wear my name badge. It, it, it drives some of the associations crazy that I'm on the, on the board of and I've worked with for years because I figure if you don't know me by now. I've done a bad job. Right. And one, I like to talk to vendors without them seeing that skip guru moniker. So I'm walking around and someone says, Hey, do you use such and such? I said, nah, them not realizing I'm, you know, kind of retired from active skip tracing. Now I teach it. He said, you will. And I said, I doubt it. <laughs> and he said, what? He said, come here. And I said, well, pull me up. And the second he did, it had 132 relatives for me. Yeah. Here's what's strange about that. I'm an only child and I'm an only grandchild. Mm-hmm. My mom, my dad, my grandmother, my grandfather, uncles, etc., have all passed. My mom and dad in the, in the, in the past couple of years, unfortunately. So I didn't know over 100 people, never heard of them. Right. That were as relatives because the matching logic was very fuzzy. Yeah. I mean, look at your name. It's, it's a common name. So I can see that. Yeah, so yeah. then another base, when I pulled them, when I pulled or I had them pull me up again, they had uh, three relatives. They had my mom who's deceased. The, the deceased flag was there. They had my wife. They had my son. That is drilled down scalpel matching logic. And there's, there's kind of a, a little bit of both a happy medium, which is why I do very much agree with you that you should always have uh, two databases because another thing that there can be a difference in is one database uses Experian, one database uses TransUnion. Right. And back in the day, that was a huge deal because very few creditors had the money to report to all three bureaus. Right. They reported to the bureau whoever had the lion's share of the marketplace in their region. It made sense. Yep. And, you know, it was only the big companies, the car companies, the credit card companies that reported all three, which is the only reason why mortgage companies pulled a tri-bureau. Because if, as you went to each bureau, it changed. Well, it's pretty much not the same anymore. Yep. You know, pretty much everybody reports to all three, but there is a little 
little bit of difference. You know, you, you've got a small jewelry store in your hometown. He's still reporting to one bureau. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, uh, data has become a commodity where quality has fallen by the wayside and people just look for price. Right. And uh, that, that me as a big data guy, that kind of saddens me because I, I love working to build new data sets. I'm, I'm actually working on a, a few right now to change how people really look at DMV data completely. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's interesting uh, how you say that because the price being a factor, like that's something as an investigator, like it frustrates me to hear that because, you know, we're turning that where we should be turning that cost around onto our clients. Like nobody should ever tell say like, Oh, that's too expensive because at the end of the day, it's not coming out of my pocket if I'm billing it correctly. You know, if I'm billing for my domain knowledge, my expertise, and I'm not just billing for the search that I'm doing, because let's face it, if we're doing this for a living and we've been doing it for a while, we have an expertise to it. You know, there's more than just, you know, you got to drill things down. There's more than just the numbers in front of you. There's always a bigger picture, right? And you need to be billing accordingly for that. So I get frustrated when I hear people like, ah, I don't use that one because I'm, it's paying, you know, I'm costing me X amount of dollars per month and all that. It's like, you're turning that around, right? No. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, it's like super frustrating and crazy. Definitely. Well, you're lucky in the private investigative field and over, over 35 right. years, you know, I, I've located everything from people to farm animals for every reason you can think of <laughs> sure, the, sure. The papers to collect a body to repo yeah. you know, property you name yeah. it and skip tracing to a degree over the last few years uh, especially on the auto side has become a commodity itself yeah when i when i sold my company and and stopped active skip tracing and joined the world of data and so forth i was getting 500 bucks uh, a skip back then Right. There are people I talk to today. It's it's gone in reverse. They're they're charging two hundred dollars. So that's where some of this stuff, uh, the tails wagging the dog in a lot of industries. Yeah, yeah, and you get you get what you pay for too. Also, you know, if they're cutting corners, you know, they may not be doing the thorough job. You know, where you know, if somebody at the end of the day, we all need to bill a certain amount by you know by closing hours, right? So who cares where that amount is coming from? You know, if I have two cases I'm working on at 500 a piece, it's different than four cases at 250. You know, the amount of time that you can put into doing the job properly, following the methodology. And I think that's what I appreciate about what you teach and how you do it. Cause it's not just, you know, Hey, this is, um, you know, this is what you do here. It's more like, here's the methodology behind of how you do it and why you do it. Uh, and I think being able to identify those types of people you're looking for is genius. You know, it really uh, is. And, and that speaks of your experience, right? You've learned that through your domain knowledge, the expertise of, of being able to do that. And that, that's amazing. Really cool stuff. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I just wish more clients uh, in, in the different industries felt the same way, because at the end of the day, if a skip tracer is doing some shoddy work and they're taking shortcuts especially in some industries like uh, bail enforcement and auto recovery, you can get somebody uh, sued or, or worse. You can get somebody killed. Absolutely. And I think like as an investigator working with attorneys and that's my, my space, that's what I do. Right. So there's a fiduciary responsibility on my end 
to spend my resources to work a case up. I can't in good conscience say, you know, I did a full skip on somebody and I was able to locate them by using one database and spending, I don't know, five bucks on something. Did you really do the thorough job you're supposed to do? You know, there's a fiduciary responsibility on our end to make sure we're doing that. Yes, you're going to, you know, spend more, more of your resources to do it, but you should be billing those resources anyways. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you need to do this properly. Uh, and, and that, I think there's a shift starting where people are starting to get that and really understand, um, you know, the proper way to do things. I do too. And now you're another one. I'm just a dumb old skip tracer from Alabama. I'm going to have to look up the word fiduciary. <laughs> I'll email you. <laughs> I'm joking. I do know that word. Yeah. You better <laughs> being, <laughs> being in the industry you're in. That's uh, that, that's great. We're going to wind down, but before we do, I want to touch on real quickly LPR technology and, um, and the skip and how that works together. Because uh, you, you touched on it a little bit earlier when we were talking before we started recording, I thought that was interesting. So, so tell me a little bit about LPR's license plate recognition and how does that work in the world of what you do? What are the advantages? Well, one L, uh, LPR or license plate recognition. Uh, a dear friend of mine, Todd Hodnett, started that whole space, and up until COVID last year, I was with uh, DRN Digital, Digital Recognition Network, mm-hmm. and. When COVID happened, that you know, the past decade, I've been on the road 200 days a year teaching. Well, there I couldn't be on the road, and nobody wanted to teach because everybody went to their homes for the first time in fintech creation. People were working from home. Uh, I love LPR because if you look at skip tracing as following a breadcrumb trail. Well, LPR skips all the breadcrumbs and just takes you straight to the factory. Right. Especially when you're looking for a car and with their live hits, the camera just drove by the car two seconds ago. The car's there. Do you want it? Yeah. Hook it, leave. So it changed the, it changed the face of, of that industry. But most people use the LPR data incorrectly, in my opinion. When, when you look at the true power of LPR, uh, they're, the true power is in all the historic mm-hmm. uh, records, which is like 10 billion historic uh, records of cars at locations. And most people go in and they just do a cursory, again, quick search. And, up, oh, yeah, this car was seen at a Walmart, but it was three months ago. It ain't there. And they move on and, and they forget some basic human behavior. And I know statistically, we all utilize this two same ATM machines week in, week out, one close to work, one close to home. We shop at the same two grocery stores. Again, one close to work, work, one close to home. And we eat at the same three to eight restaurants, depending upon what our taste of the day is. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, if I see a LPR hit, um at a walmart i want to use uh google pro not google maps i like the one you download it to your desktop it has far more features mm-hmm. i want to pull the map back one or one mile square radius and see what's in that one square square mile radius residential commercial and then i'm i move from there and i, I really drill down on it because you know birds of a feather flock together i'm an alabama football fan if i go to a 
to a, a, a pub to watch a game, I'm not going to one show in the Auburn game. Yeah. If I have a good experience somewhere, I'm going back. Yeah. People are the same difference. And if, if, if a car is seen at a, a Planet Fitness on a Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, well, chances are that guy works out every night at uh, 6 o'clock. So I'm going to be at that Planet Fitness at 6 o'clock. Now, now, the other thing where they make some mis- mistakes with LPR is I, I want to take public data. And before I drive 75 miles one way, even though I see the car, well, that just because the car's there doesn't mean the human's there. Right. So I want to use one of the most rarely used data set and skip tracing today, which to me is one of the best, and that's property records. I want to see who owns the property, how long they've been there. Right. That could give me a landlord that's going to always have information. Right. Uh, maybe get a, a working phone at the address, get some neighbors, see who else is associated with the address. I want to get that data before I just hum, uh, jump in the car all hyped up to go conclude the investigation, and I drive 150 miles round trip for nothing. So I, I use, I teach using those other data sets along with it. Yeah. Set yourself, set yourself up for a win. Yeah. If you got to make yeah, that drive with the, histor- with the historical data. Yeah, exactly. With the live, with the live alerts that, that they have. I mean, that's, that's what changed the industry. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And I know, you know, things are constantly changing and um, you know, these guys are always being creative with how they're trying to, trying to do all this stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, probably the near future. There's going to be some, some new releases of, of some things. Yeah. I think we're going to wind down here, Alex. This was uh, this was really great, man. I, I appreciate you coming on and uh, I feel like we can probably do a lot more. Here. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to spare people and <laughs> have you come back again. And uh, uh, yeah. before we hang up, just, you know, I've mentioned public uh, record data and, uh, a quick plug back in uh, September of last year when when I left uh, DRN, I, I, my original plan was to uh, open up a consulting company because I had a number of uh, companies that wanted to pay me a monthly fee to keep their staff trained and compliant and so forth. So I went on uh, LinkedIn and I took DRN off and I put TBA and overnight I had like eight job offers and one of them was from uh, a friend of mine from uh, years that's the president of a company called Locate Smarter. Sure. And I've never heard of them, which really intrigued me. Well, they've been around for a number of years, but, but they never dealt in any of our worlds and they only ever did batch processing and API. That's it. They built an online portal and never released it. And they asked me if I'd be interested in taking it over. So from mid September of last year, to first of this year, I was in the shadows working with their dev team. Mm-hmm. And these guys have that, that matching logic that I was talking about that, you know, I, I, I pulled me up and there's just three people there. Right. I'm very impressed with, with their matching logic. So if anybody there would, would like any info on, on locate smarter or like to discuss skip tracing with me or, go deeper with anything that, that we've, we've discussed, they can reach out to me at alex.price at locatesmarter.com or go to uh, Skip Guru's Tribe on uh, Facebook. Yep. And with your, with your permission, I'll, I'll give any of your 
listeners uh, seven seven days at no charge on the Locate Smarter platform. Awesome, I appreciate that. Uh, and we're going to have the uh, the info in the show notes. Uh, so real real uh, quickly on how to get in touch with you guys. That's very generous of you, Alex. I, I appreciate that. And in order to in order to get the the seven days free, they they have to mention your podcast. That way, I know they came from you. Awesome, that's great. Uh, well, again, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and, and chat. This was really great. It was a long time coming. Um, and, and I said it before and I'll say it again, man, I really do believe you're one of the thought leaders in the industry when it comes to this stuff. And, uh, I think it's important for us to, to share, you know, share our knowledge and, uh, you know, not keep everything to ourselves. And, and you've definitely have made that pivot years ago, you know, and, and you're passionate about, um, not only training other people, but staying on top of, of continuing education, um, which if anyone followed you, they know <laughs> that you're always training and doing something. So, uh, all right, great. So thank every, thank you everybody for tuning in and, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys uh, on the next show. Um, I will leave everybody with how I end any articles, podcast, anything, yeah. everybody, uh, make them better for having met you. Yeah. And be blessed, be safe, and happy hunting, everyone. Yeah, there's no uh, nothing I can add to that. So we'll catch everyone next week. Take care. Wrapping up a great show today. The guru has so much insight, and he looks even cooler on video. So go to the YouTube page and check it out. Links in the description. Also, be sure to look for him for his training programs and join his Facebook group. Matt loves interacting with that community. We also want to thank Scope Now, Satellite Investigations, and NCISS for sponsoring the show. Have you checked out Investigator's Toolbox app yet? It's the best way to manage your research and stay on top of your training. Everything you need is at your fingertips on your iPhone or Android. Visit your app store today and use code PIP201836 to save 20 bucks when you join. If you have a question or comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com and you can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. You'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next Monday with a new show. Make sure you tune in.